Well, great. I have the recording started. <clears throat> so welcome, everyone. Great to, to have you here. We haven't had a teleseminar and podcast for a couple of months now, so I'm glad to be back for this one. Um, just really briefly, uh, the way this works is I'm going to share some uh, some understanding of the topic for today for about 25 minutes or so. And then um, I, I open it up to hear from people who are here on the call with any questions you have, anything that you want to share about the topic today, or just any understanding of principles you'd like to share with us. Uh, once again, the telesummer is based on an understanding of uh, Sydney Banks' works and the three principles. So. Um, again, welcome, and um, let's get started. Um, today, I wanted to share with you a story that I have shared on many occasions on other webinars or even on um, past uh, podcasts and teleseminars of mine, um, but I wanted to share them today to really um, underline the value of what we have going for us to honestly realize or have an insight that takes us beyond our habitual thinking, closer to what um, uh, is true for for ourselves, that brings with it well-being and a, and a true knowing, not an intellectual knowing, but a true deeper knowing um, about whatever issue we're dealing with, as well as uh, using the story to explore together the nature of thought. So let me tell you this story and um, talk about what I'd love to have people gain an understanding for about the story. Um, Many years ago now, uh, I had a client who came to me who um, had talked with me about her being depressed for 20 years. And um, she was like 85 years old. And um, she wanted to be happy the rest of her life. She told me, there's nothing, I'm physically healthy, but I know I don't have a lot of years left and I want them to be happy. So we began uh, working together, and, um, you know, what was noticeable is that uh, Mabel, this is not her really name, re real name, but she had some kind of intellectual understanding that her thinking had something to do with how she felt, but it wasn't really changing her experience of being depressed. We had met six times, and Somehow during that session, I got frustrated and just asked her point blank, Mabel, are you ever happy? And um, she said, yeah, I'm happy. And I said, what? You know, I was surprised by that. And I said, well, when are you happy? And she says, I'm happy when I wake up. And so then I got curious about that and I asked, well, what happens to that? She said, by the time 
my feet hit the slippers, I remember I'm depressed. In that moment, she saw the truth of her thinking. She realized that she just thought she was depressed. And once she thought she was depressed, she was depressed. Now, she didn't see this intellectually. In a brief nanosecond, she saw that she just was depressed because she remembered, she thought she was depressed. And as we looked at that, uh, you know, the minute she thought she was depressed or remembered, I'm depressed, in came all of her habitual depressing thinking. She kept, she had thoughts about not being a good wife to her husband. She had thoughts about being estranged from her daughter. She had thoughts about none of her friends calling her any longer. And so she saw with a realization how all of that was really made up because she remembered she was depressed. She thought of herself as depressed. And so um, I wanted to share this with you because of that, the, the change agent for Mabel was what we would call a realization. Somehow, and this is available for all of us, she saw beyond her habitual thinking. She saw the truth that her thinking that way caused her to believe she was a certain kind of person. Now, this is available to all of us. The more we have an insight, the realization that our experience of ourselves and the circumstances of our life are really uh, the result of the way we're thinking. When we realize that, that instant of insight or realization takes us beyond our usual thinking, and we see closer to the truth of the matter. As Mabel described to me, she was the one that all of a sudden was stunned. And the minute she shared that with me, I remember I'm depressed, she was stunned. She said, this is what you were getting me, trying to get me to see. And, you know, when I remember I'm depressed, then she's the one that told me I think all these things. And it makes it even more real, doesn't it? And so she saw the true nature of thinking about herself some way and how it made it look real. And she was never the same. She started to find ways to not engage the usual depressing thoughts and engage more of the feeling of happiness. And as she lived more with this realization, she saw that she wasn't such a bad wife. She remembered moments when she was very kind and generous to her husband. She found ways to connect back with her daughter, and they started to develop a really loving relationship again. She saw that 
um, she could be the one to start calling friends to go have coffee and start to get her friends back in her life. So all of that came to her with a realization, an insight. Now, Sid would say that was a rise in her level of consciousness. That was a rise in her level of understanding the true nature of these spiritual principles, you see. Um, But why I'm sharing this with you is for us to look fresh at the possibility for all of us uh, to have an insight. It's not something complicated. It's not something left only for the few in the world. All of us have access to a knowledge that can take us beyond the usual thinking about life that we're in. And that's the hope of this understanding and us talking together. Isn't that awesome? I mean, isn't that just a wonder? I mean, one of the downsides for me is that you can't force an insight. As it happened with Mabel and I, I was meeting with her for six weeks. We were talking about uh, her thinking, and nothing really shifted much. And then all of a sudden, she she received this new knowledge. Um, so it's not an intellectual process. That's the the key. The the way to look at it. It's more about a process of reflection of knowing for yourself that you might be thinking about yourself in a way that's bringing about, uh, you know, negative feelings. And uh, that that you can know there's a way to uh, understand what you're doing that can free you from that thinking and just stay reflective, just stay in a mode of wanting to understand rather than trying to maybe practice more ways of thinking differently. So that was one piece of the Mabel story. I really haven't emphasized before, but in wanting to bring this to the teleseminar, um, it, it occurred to me to share this point, the potential for us to realize, as Sid would say, truth. Um, it To realize how we create our experience through the power of thought, how we are these spiritual principles of mind, thought, and consciousness, and we can really gain insights into uh, how we use them, and that insight carries us beyond the habitual thinking we've been doing about ourselves in life to a new, um, more positive truthful view. Um, The other part of Mabel's story that, again, is really so helpful and powerful is um, gaining another sense of the nature of thought, that we um, we really do live within the confines of the way we're thinking in this moment that uh, we have the power to create um, 
a sense of our circumstances, uh, a thinking about ourselves and our circumstances, and that it is through that power to think that um, we get feelings and um, all other kinds of effects from that power of thought. Um, biology changes, physiology changes as a result of the way we use our power of thought. I didn't know this, as I shared before. And uh, not knowing it, I grasped at what was out in the world at that time when I was looking at uh, self-improvement and my own training to be of help to others as a psychologist professionally. And in those days, there was a lot of uh, respect for feelings. They were something that really told us the truth about our lives and other people. We should honor those feelings and we should begin to express them. And uh, and um, and fortunately, I was so blessed to have had an opportunity to hear Sydney Banks and realize that those feelings are simply a reaction to the way I was thinking. That thought really created the reality I was living in. Just like Mabel, every morning uh, she woke up and, and lived in depression because she thought she was depressed. And how many of us innocently um, wake up in our day uh, with these habitual thoughts and uh, then live in the reality that that thinking has created for us. Now, there isn't anything wrong here. It's not about right and wrong. It's about understanding how we use thought creates the experience of our moment, the, the way we will live in a reality of our moment. If, um, you know, we be, we're living in a lot of judgmental thinking, we will see people doing a lot of wrong. As I shared before, um, uh, for 28 years of my career, I worked in a psychiatry department of a medical center and when I was in, uh, when I was using the power of thought in a way that I was innocently taught to be judgmental, to think my way was right, that was the reality I was living in. And so um, whenever my colleagues would talk about their ways of, of, of treating uh, the patients that we were seeing, I would immediately form judgmental thinking. And I was in that reality, so I thought that was the right way to look at things. And I would debate people. Um, but then I had an insight, a realization. Um, I relate that to the fact that I had been uh, reading Sidney Banks and attending um, a seminar of his, a three-day seminar of his, and a small group of us in the San Francisco area were 
meeting monthly to talk about this understanding. It was very, very new at the time. And as a result of that, I, I think I had this realization. It was an insight. I saw beyond my usual thinking. And it the insight took me to look at my colleagues in a moment while we were in a meeting. Uh, I looked at them through the eyes of compassion. I looked at them through the eyes of understanding the humanness of my colleagues and myself as well. And the thinking that came to me from the inside was that my colleagues are doing all they can do um, um, given the thinking about treatment that they have. I also saw that they are following their calling to help people. And honestly, my heart went out to them. And it changed me, just like it changed Mabel. Um, I was able to live in the in the department now with understand coming from understanding with my colleagues, really talking with them and dropping in understanding and um, that led me to generosity. It led me even though I still had ideas that were different from them, I could offer it in a gentle, understanding way. And only if they asked for it, rather than being intrusive with righteousness, you know. Now, I still had judgmental thinking, but it couldn't take root. It couldn't last long because I had an insight that took me to a higher level of consciousness, of understanding. And I couldn't, I couldn't like, deny that, right? You're just living in a... Uh, another level of truth that really shows you how wrongly you were thinking. Um, and, you, you know, you, it doesn't make sense to go and live back where you you were thinking before. And there's beauty in this. Um, because, you see, um, when you gain your realization or insights, you're a different person. Um, and that different person is noticed by other people. So like for Mabel, um, her friends, it was easier for her friends to just continue to uh, see more of her because, you see, when she was in her, thinking herself as a depressed person, that's how she would talk with people. She would share with them all of the negativity. And of course, when they would give her some guidance, you know, the best that people do for us, she would reject it, right? She would yes, but it. So people, uh, you know, didn't like putting up with that. But now Mabel was living in a different level of consciousness. She was a different person. And so uh, she became interested in her friends rather than self-interested. She was in a different feeling state. Um, some of her friends remarked on um, how she wasn't so uh, caught up in so much negativity. And so her, it was easier for her friends to 
connect with her and come back in her life. And that's what I noticed in this clinic. Um, some of my colleagues started to approach me. Um, and they, of course, were always interested in learning more. They saw I was different, and they wanted to know what's up here, what's going on here. So my relationship with colleagues changed as well. I was more approachable. And uh, people would ask rather than my having to intrude the right way. So I just wanted to share Mabel's story so you could see that once again, we come back to talking with one another here in the teleseminar and the podcast about the nature of thought and how you have the power to create thinking in your mind and that thinking creates the, the reality you're living in now. Joy, bother, love, compassion, judgments, anxieties, worries. So it's all up for grabs, you know, um, depending upon uh, how you learn to think as you were growing up. So it, it's human. It's the human condition. Sid said no one escapes um, habits of thought or insecurity, but the cure is understanding the nature of thought. That's what really helps people um, find the realization about thought that allows them to uh, see life beyond their habitual thinking, just like Mabel and myself. So uh, I just wanted to present that to you today in our in our teleseminar. Um, and I now want to just check in with all of you. That was the nature of these teleseminars, to really hear what you have to say, not just what I, what my thinking is for today. And it brought a richness to the teleseminars. I know that as you've listened to past teleseminars and you've heard people ask questions or share their understanding, um, I've heard from people about how helpful that part of the teleseminar is. So I'd like to hear from you. Do you have a question? Would you like to share with us? Um, uh, if uh, there's anything you're getting from today's teleseminar or anything you'd like to share with us about your understanding of the principle. All of that's open uh, for you to share. If you want to share, you need to press star 2 on your phone. So um, I just want to give you a little time to to do that. I would really welcome hearing from any of you um, so you just press start to on your phone, and I'll see that, um, and then uh, unmute you. Anyone want to start us off? I remember... Um, uh, there were many times when I could ask a question of, of Sid. There were his public seminars, and not often, really, not often, 
Um, he would uh, come to San Francisco for uh, a three-day seminar, and a small group of us got uh, the honor of meeting with him in the evening. And he would always say, you know, he would always start with, does anyone have any questions? And I had one, but I was too insecure. You see, insecurity, just another form of thought. And yet I was too insecure to ask it. Now that I have more security, he's not around for me to ask it. But I don't want that for you. If you have a question, really don't be insecure about it. Or if you have something to share, um, we usually together uh, with what you're sharing, find something even more rich in our conversations here today in the teleseminar. Really hit start to at any time. Um, but when I talked about insecurity, again, you know, if we, if you listen to the story of Sidney Banks coming to his enlightenment, um, that was really the most, one of the most powerful things he saw. He was a very insecure man. And um, for some reason, again, you know, for some reason, he uh, tells the story of sitting uh, at this uh, workshop he and his wife went to and having coffee with this other couple. And the husband of the couple was a psychologist. And uh, the psychologist said, said, just said, Sid, uh, you're not insecure. You just think you are. And Sid heard something like, there's no such thing as insecurity. It is just a thought. Now, isn't that powerful? And you could be meeting with someone forever talking about um, ways to be less insecure or fearful. Um, you could you could help people try to see how fear is created from thought, but once once they have the insight into that, they're they're living beyond fear. And that's what happened to Sid, as he will share with us, is that he just got filled with the feeling of love. I would say also peace of mind and just the beauty of living beyond um, how insecure thought his thinking had made him be and the freedom of that. But once again, that realization, that insight is not special to Sydney Banks. It's not something uh, impossible to find, you see, that can only happen to enlightened people that have been in the world. It's available to all of us. And um, I guess it's like kind of staying open to, for me, it's been staying open to Sydney Banks' teachings and not trying to intellectually practice them, but just staying open to them. And in reading his books, something resonates with me. I let it sit. And then somehow it'll come to me. I might be driving. I might be in a meeting with people like I did at the, at the clinic that I worked in. I was in a meeting 
several times when I got a realization and insight that carried me beyond uh, my thinking of um, of the people uh, there that were part of the staff. So I wanted to really help us see uh, <clears throat> realizing the nature of the principles as hopeful, as um, not not um, available to only a select few, but to all of us, that we can have a realization that carries us beyond our habitual thinking. Anybody here on the call that has something like that? Again, you know, just press star two on the phone. I'm sure someone here on the call has had a, a situation or an experience of of an insight or a realization. Uh, okay, here we have somebody. Um, I don't have much information except it's Palo Alto, California. So I've unmuted you. Hello? Hello? Oh, sorry. Hi, I'm here. Hi. 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 Um, my name is Julie, and um, I recently um, was in a class with Mark and, and Grace Kelly um, that brought something huge to my um, awareness of my thoughts, and it was a, something that um, created uh, a pretty much a lifelong struggle for me. And um, I had classified it as having panic attacks, which was real, but I wasn't connected to, um, well, I thought it was real anyway, but I wasn't connected to what was really causing that physiological feeling until I heard about self-consciousness and self-criticism in this talk. Um, and um, it's kind of hard for me to talk about it because it's very emotional for me because it was such a huge, huge um, awakening. And um, when I realized that my fear of public speaking and of, that I prevented myself from doing my whole life had nothing to really do with the circumstances of the actual event or the situation I was in where I needed to speak or be in a group or whatever it had to do with all the self-conscious and self-critical thoughts I was having about myself. And so then I recently had an opportunity to actually teach a class, and I was very, very frightened by this. And, um, but it's interesting how the timing of this realization occurs like right before I had this opportunity to teach this class. <laughs> and it was fine. I did, I mean, I was so nervous and I did really well. And now I'm just like free up from feeling this panic because I realized that it was all to do with how I was thinking about myself all these years, and 
So anyway, I just wanted to share that. I hope I'm making some sort of sense of what I'm saying, but it was just like now I'm sort of like looking forward to the next class I get to teach <laughs> and uh, for sharing these things with people that I've been suppressing all these years. Oh, Julie, thank you so much. That was beautiful and very clear. And uh, Julie, it was very touching too. Uh, okay. Again, the you know what, how deeply you can feel realizing how our thinking affects us, and it's just beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. It okay. is it's very helpful to people on the teleseminars. Thank you. And it's really it's really great. Julie talking about realizing she just realized and that's it you know we can all see the true nature of of how we feel about things and 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 change us to the to the way Julie described and the um I'm not saying it right but the feeling of that you know it kind of she's still in the feeling of realizing a truth and um, it's just beautiful uh, that, again, you know, the self-consciousness, and, and all of us have it, but to just begin to realize that's just nothing but thinking about ourselves and how it affects us, to really see the truth of that and the, the freedom that, that Julia shared with us. So thank you, Julia. That was great. Um, I do want to share with you as Julie brought up because Grace Kelly and I, uh, Grace is a three principles uh, mentor and coach from Italy, have teamed up to offer a uh, program, a group meeting that we talk about there's more to life than thinking about yourself. And it's been so rich and it's been such a loving feeling that has occurred in the group that we're going to start to offer it in uh, September. Um, and so we're thinking that we may open it up for newer new people to join us as well. So just be on the look at lookout for that uh, announcement. But uh, I just wanted to bring that up to everybody here on the teleseminar because, as Julie mentioned, she was she was part of that. Um, anybody else want to share? Just hit star two. Um, any questions people have about today's seminar, teleseminar? Um, see, it's just different forms of insecurity all of us learn, and we just don't know, um, in a way, I don't mean this as um, in any judgmental way, because I saw it the same way for me. We just made it up. People made it up and passed it on to us, and, you know, we made it up. We didn't know we're making up. Uh, like for me, I didn't know I was making up that... Um, I was insecure if I didn't have the right way, or I would get offended by people if um, 
um, you know, they didn't have this so-called right way. But then I realized, you know, these feelings are just made up. <laughs> All these feelings I've been trained to get out of people and have them express, they're just made up by the way people think. And helping people understand the nature of thought is much better for them living in happiness and well-being than it is for them to recognize their feelings. Feelings are too far down the line. Um, they've already been created by thought. And um, and so um, it's just beautiful that people can realize the true nature of thinking and that takes them to a new way of living. So any more, any other questions, anything people want to share with us today? Um, Well, so just one other thing. Um, The reason I wanted to share about insight and realization, um, that there is um, a true wisdom, really a true intelligence about the nature of life and about our true nature, um, is that so many people are trying to think their way to a different way of living life. They're trying to think their way out of their insecure thinking. Um, And um, as Mabel did, Mabel tried to, um, she got something, she got early on that thinking had something to do with feeling depressed and she kept trying to think different thoughts and it wasn't working until she had the breakthrough of, of, of an awakening, a realization, an insight that, wait a minute here, I just remember I'm depressed. Isn't that something? And so I wanted to share the aspect of realization because that's where the rubber meets the road. That's where the power comes, is when you truly see, oh, my God, that isn't true about me. I just think it is. You see? That's maybe another way of saying it. Julie shared that with us. Being self-conscious is not the way to think about me. It, it just looks like it is. I just think it is. And when you realize that, you get freedom of thought to think any way you want to think. So I just wanted to point to the hope of this understanding, but also what's available, what's on tap. And, um, you know, um, um, I guess if if you're looking to make it happen, it's a frustrating thing that Mark Howard himself cannot make an insight happen, but it can arrive. It can arrive if I just stay open to realizing the true nature of thought and keep looking in that direction. Really, it can arrive. Uh, um, 
And the reason Mark Howard can't make it happen is because when you have an insight uh, realization, your level of consciousness rose and you can't control the level of consciousness that you're living in. That's beyond your power as a person. Um, So that's why you just sit and looking for a good feeling, uh, reading Sydney Banks or attending a, uh, a meeting about this understanding and just let it sit with you. Um, let it percolate is what I say a lot. And something will come to you. It'll surprise you. And uh, if I look back to when I've had a lot of real, of my realizations, it surprised me when it occurred. It would by least likely time. So... That's what's on tap for us. Isn't that something? Isn't that wonderful? Okay. All right, folks. One last chance. Again, I'd love to hear from all of you. Uh, But if anyone would like to share or ask a question uh, before we come to a close for today, please do so. Um, Oh, we have someone. Wonderful. Um, so, again, what I'm getting here is Auburn, California. Yes. Hi. Hi. Um, I really want to ask uh, what is the way to really get better understanding and leave your insecure thinking on a side? I've been working with the three principles for a long time and uh, a big event happened in my life and I don't seem to to find that understanding anymore. Well, I think one thing to appreciate is that you know it has something to do with insecure thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, That really is uh, a shift. Many, many, many people don't have any sense that has to do something with the way they're thinking. Now, if you had found some understanding, it didn't go anywhere. Um, maybe you got more serious about your thinking and it took you away from the understanding you have found so far. Mm-hmm. That's probably what happened. It's happened to me. Um, so, again, I would just stay with what you've been doing. My, um, my guidance for people is really to get as much of Sydney Banks as you can get. There are a lot of beautiful videos out there from other three principles people, Mm -hmm. but, um, I... I love what people are presenting, but I really just listen to Sydney Banks and and I get a feeling and just revel in the feeling. I don't try to get anything. I just get a nice feeling and it brings a little peace to my mind and I just sit in there. Um, so that would be another thing I would suggest is that just keep... Um, open to 
watching his videos or listening to an audio or reading and just mm-hmm. do it um, slowly. Like you don't want to complete one of his books in one sitting. Just read a few pages and see if it touches you. But I would say if you had some feeling of this understanding and you don't have it now, my guess is some thinking you got into looks looks real rather than just a habit of thinking. So quiet, so get get quiet, go back to um, what you like about Sid and listen to that and let it just sit with you. That's what I would suggest. Perfect. Thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. If you have another question, you could email me and uh, we can talk outside of the teleseminar. But thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. So um, we'll come to a close today. I hope you found today's teleseminar helpful. A few reminders. All of you that have received the email about my teleseminars will automatically get the recording from today. Um, These recordings are also on podcast. My podcast, uh, you can get to my podcast by just going to the podcast app and writing in Dr. Mark Howard. And you'll you'll see uh, my podcast pop up, so you can have them with you if you're traveling. Um, if you have any particular questions you'd like to uh, uh, go further with me, you can email me again at drmarkhoward@comcast.net. If you're interested in this um, this group that Grace Kelly and I um, are um, offering, email me about that. But as we get ready to open that up, if you've been on my emails, you'll receive an email from me. So there was a lot there. So again, thank you so much for being part of this um, teleseminar. We're back again next month and uh, wish you a good rest of the summer. So thank you all for being here, and we'll talk again soon. Bye.